Welcome back to the Plainly I Couldn't Show. On today's episode, it's Practically Infinite. Today, we will be discussing about dimensions and related ideas such as tesseracts, hyperspheres, and fractals. Starting off, we have Zoe and Brittany with a critical and mathematical analysis about Flatland, a romance of many dimensions by Edwin Abbott. Flatland is set in a world with only two dimensions. In this world, women are lines and men are different shapes that symbolize their status. Women, having only two vertices, have the lowest status are impressed in this society. The author uses satire to point out this flaw in both Flatland and his own country. A middle-class man, a square, is approached by a sphere. The square is then taken by the sphere to the three-dimensional world, a world he struggles to comprehend. In the end, the square returns to Flatland with this new knowledge of the third dimension and goes to prison for trying to convince others of this theory. Abbott writes to criticize social and economic oppression while addressing the theory of a possible fourth dimension simultaneously. This theory of having a fourth dimension all comes back to how dimensions work. Start with a point. This point is a location. It has no dimensions. Drag the point out to make a line. This line has one dimension and two terminal points. Then take the line and move it sideways, producing a square with four vertices. This has two dimensions. Take the square and raise it up to produce the third dimension. This has eight terminal points or vertices. Therefore, theoretically, that cube could be moved in some way to produce the fourth dimension, which would have 16 vertices. This geometric sequence of vertices shows that there can be a theoretical fourth dimension if this sequence continues. The cube would have to move in some direction that we, as humans, cannot perceive. In Flatland, the third dimension cannot be perceived because they're two-dimensional people and they can only perceive two dimensions. They only understand moving north, south, east, or west, but they can't move up or down. Similarly, we live in the third dimension and we can only see things in the third dimension. We can't see the fourth dimension, but theoretically it could exist. This is portrayed in Doctor Strange, in which it takes place on Earth, which has three dimensions, but there is a fourth dimension that can only be seen by a select few, and you have to do some mystical things to see the fourth dimension. Susan B. Anthony was born on February 15, 1820, in Massachusetts. She was inspired by the beliefs of the Quakers. As she grew up, she would become both an abolitionist and women's rights activist starting in 1848. She oftentimes would travel and give speeches and lectures about her beliefs. However, her ideas were very controversial at the time. This was partly inspired by the lower wage, nearly a 75% difference between her, a teacher, and a male performing the same job. Between 1853 and 1869, she fought both for women's property and helped form the National Women's Suffrage Association. A notable act in her life was that her and her sister snuck into an election booth and voted illegally. She was billed for this, however, in protest, never paid for it. Her belief and work for the 19th Amendment has even led it to be nicknamed after her, the Susan B. Anthony Amendment. Her hard work in this field gives the inclination that Flatland, that in Flatland, she would be a highly disappointed and dissatisfied with the lack of respect and amount of discrimination that the women in this story receive. In Flatland, Shapes are determined by their amount of sides and therefore due to their lack of brain power and overwhelming emotions, women are portrayed as lines considering they have no sides. Women are seen as destructive due to their sharp points and therefore Anthony would not be happy with the way that flatland women are treated.
So we've all heard the phrase, knowledge is power. And this quote is very old and very relevant, especially in the book uh, Flatland. And it's also very true. And this is true because a government or any figure in power can use knowledge to control the people or the group that they're in power above. They do this by withholding information or withholding knowledge from the people that they are above and so that those people can't use that knowledge to protest or to react or in any way. In Flatland, this is used by the government in several different ways. First of all, they don't let women be educated. They are not allowed to go to school or learn to read or write or anything like that. And not being educated makes it very hard for a group uh, that's oppressed, such as the woman in Flatland, to come together and fight this oppression. Additionally, the government in Flatland does not allow people to talk about the theory of a third dimension. At the end of the book, the square, or the main character in the book, starts to talk about this and starts to kind of promote these ideas. And he's like immediately imprisoned, and that's how the book ends. But the government, for some reason, does not want anyone to know about this third dimension. So by doing this, they're keeping control over their people, and they're maintaining power. This relates to our government in the sense that we have also withheld information in order to control the people. One example of this would be when the government did not tell people anything about the Vietnam War. It wasn't until the Pentagon Papers were leaked to the public that the public started kind of feeling that we might actually not be winning this war. Up until that point, there had been a lot of support for it because it was being portrayed as a we were winning it and a good situation when it really wasn't. After the Pentagon Papers were leaked, people began thinking that the Vietnam War was a hopeless fight and they lost and the government lost a lot of support from the public, which is very important. That support is very important in maintaining um, their agenda. So since the information or the knowledge was leaked to the public, they gained more power. So the government had been using this knowledge of the Vietnam War to control their people. Similarly, that the government in Flatland did the same thing. The idea of multiple dimensions has inspired much exploration and investigation. For several years, mathematical explorations and research have been conducted to try and understand the possibilities of higher dimensions. Sunshine and Taylor will now dig deeper and provide a detailed analysis regarding a few such explorations and concepts. One concept that allows greater understanding of dimensions is fractals. Fractals are complex patterns that repeat within itself infinitely. It is a never-ending pattern of self-similarity which exists between dimensions. Since fractals repeat within themselves infinitely, it is impossible to draw a fractal with infinitely small patterns by hand. Fractals can be found within nature in trees, coastlines, mountains, clouds, and many more. Abstract fractals can be generated using computer programs by employing the recursion method. The Mandelbrot set, for example, is an abstract fractal that is created using complex numbers and recursion. 
While such fractals are made using com computer programs, fractals can be drawn by hand in order to visualize the concept. To make a fractal, you want to draw an equilateral triangle. Next, measure and find the midpoint of each side of your triangle. Now, draw a new triangle within the original triangle by connecting the midpoints. Then you are going to draw three more triangles inside the three new triangles that you just created by using the midpoints of each side. Finally, you will continue to create equilateral triangles inside of the already created triangles. You want to keep doing this until no longer possible. Fractals can be seen throughout nature. One such way is the coastline paradox, which relates fractals to the coastline of Great Britain. The coastline paradox is an observation of coastlines that shows that the coastline of land masses do not have a definite length because they have fractal dimensions. Britain's coastline cannot be measured as it has fractal-like properties. For example, when Britain's coastline is measured using 100 kilometer units, the length is measured to be approximately 2,800 kilometers. However, when Britain's coastline is measured using 50 kilometer units, the length is measured to be 3,400 kilometers. As the units used to measure the coastline get smaller, the length of the coastline increases. This phenomenon can be further explored through calculus. The length of a normal smooth curve can be approximated as the measurement becomes more precise or the step value decreases. Thus, the length of a normal smooth curve can be found as it converges. However, a fractal curve changes in complexity as the measurement scale or step size changes. Thus, as the step size reaches zero, the curve goes to infinity and diverges. With fractal-like properties, Britain's coastline cannot be measured to a definite length as the fractal curve does not converge to a specific measured value. Along with being seen in Britain's coastline, fractals can also be used in antennas. An antenna is a device that is used to transfer guided electromagnetic waves into radiating waves in an unbounded medium like free space. A fractal antenna is used to help decrease the size and area of the antenna, but increase the amount of frequencies. This can allow for multiple bandwidths. Fractal antennas are effective because the length can increase, but the total area of the antenna can stay the same. Fractals can be seen in many everyday things. For example, the lungs are a fractal structure. The pulmonary anatomy has a branching tree structure. Our lungs maximize their surface area. Fractals can be used in order to more accurately predict the weather, reduce pixelation in digital images, and to help special effect artists create real-life landscapes and characters. Fractals connect to the idea of dimensions discussed in Abbott's Flatland. It is articulated how using a terminal point Moving it across a plane and moving that line perpendicular to itself creates a new dimension. When an object is moved perpendicular to itself, it traces out another object in a higher dimension. This process is much like recursion that can be seen in fractals, where this process occurs infinitely many times. Alongside fractals, several other concepts exist that allow a greater understanding regarding multiple dimensions. Hyperspheres and tesseracts have been used to gain more knowledge and understanding about other dimensions that humans cannot perceive. A hypersphere is a sphere having more than three dimensions. It is a four-dimensional shape with an infinite sphere. A hypersphere twists and turns in the fourth dimension. Since the human eye can only perceive up to three dimensions, visualizing a hypersphere is difficult to do. 
As humans, we exist in a three-dimensional world, but actually only see in two dimensions. Our brain does the rest in order for us to perceive the third dimension. We can possibly visualize the hypersphere by imagining two spheres connected inside each other, with each sphere gradually getting larger until the maximum diameter is reached. So it's getting skinnier, but longer inside the sphere. Then the spheres gradually get smaller again until it's back to a normal circle rather than an oval type shape. Since this is a fourth dimensional object, you must visualize the sphere extending in a direction that is not considered to be length, width, or depth. Similar to the hypersphere, tesseracts are objects in the fourth dimension. Tesseracts are cubes in the fourth dimension. A comparison of the object is a tesseract is to the cube as a cube is to a square. Tesseracts have 24 faces, 8 cells, and 32 edges. In comparison to a cube, tesseracts have 16 vertices instead of 8. Since tesseracts exist in the fourth dimension, humans can't perceive tesseracts. Humans can only perceive objects to the third dimension. In order to vaguely get an understanding of how tesseracts look, we would have to use two cubes, which are third-dimensional objects that we can see. Tesseracts can be visualized as two cubes that are connected with line segments. In theory, these line segments would be parallel line segments that are aligned in each of the cube's dimensions, causing them to be perpendicular to each other. Much work and exploration has been done to, the, to better understand the idea of multiple dimensions. However, there is much more to this idea than what has been studied so far. Abbott's Flatland and the concept of fractals, hyperspheres, and tesseracts all provide greater insight regarding this idea. That's it for today, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another mathematical topic. Till then, have a great day, and don't forget to catch tomorrow's episode with Dr. Thompson, where he gets candid about fake math, aka statistics.